This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. this month, I covered some episodes where we were talking about some issues such as Marketplace Ministry Overview, where I talked about the GPS, your divine GPS, which is for guidance, provision, and also steps, what steps to take. And so in the next several podcasts, I'm going to break that down further and say a little bit more about each of those Parts. So if you haven't heard the episode from the 6th of July that was on Marketplace Ministry Overview, listen to that. Also listen to the 8th of July on Leadership Legacy, because again, these are foundational pieces. And then the last time I also covered the value of people. Before you can do any of the things that we've talked about, you have to understand how important people are in God's economy. So today, the emphasis is going to be on divine guidance and wisdom. And one thing that's important to remember is that God has really infused you with wisdom and the wisdom that you need in your marketplace to be a marketplace leader. And further, he says, where there's no vision, the people perish. So sometimes we're in the workplace and we've been given a vision that's important for that workplace to hear. So previously, I did talk about Joseph. And when Joseph was enslaved down in Egypt because his brothers had sold him into slavery, and he had been doing well every place that he had been placed, including in Potiphar's house until Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him and then he resisted that and he ended up being imprisoned unjustly. So even though these negative things were happening to him, always remember that God works all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And Romans 8 tells us about that. So even though some things weren't going well, it was going to be used ultimately for his advantage and for the advantage of his father and his brothers uh, down the line. So not only did Joseph receive God's favor in so many other ways, he had the divine ability to interpret dreams. And because this was a skill, in essence, that the king really needed, when he interpreted dreams and found out about the famine that was going to be coming over all the land of Egypt, it allowed them to get ready, it allowed them to prepare in advance, and he was promoted to that leadership role. And so, in other words, the wisdom that he got from God, because the interpretation of that dream came from God, that's what allowed him to benefit the Pharaoh of Egypt, the land of Egypt, and ultimately to benefit his own family as well, because they would later come to Egypt for food. Similarly, if we think about Nehemiah, Nehemiah was in the kingdom of King Artaxerxes, and he was 
what's called the cupbearer. So if you're the cupbearer, you make sure that the king is not getting poisoned food. And in order to prove that the food isn't poisoned, you taste it first. That's why you're called the cupbearer. So you drink the drinks, taste the food, make sure everything is fine. So that's a very trusted and important role, very close to the king of the cupbearer. And that's the role that Nehemiah had. While he was in this government job, if you will, he got word that things were not going so well back in Jerusalem. He found out that the wall had been broken down and was in great need of repair around the city. And his heart was really hurt behind hearing this news about back home and what was happening back home. When he got that bad report about what was going on in Jerusalem and he wanted to help, he wanted to do something, but he knew that before he acted and did anything, he would have to seek divine guidance. So in that case, he, he prayed. He prayed to God about what should he do. And then one day as he was um, working in front of the king, the king saw that his countenance wasn't happy. And it was not a good idea, as particularly in pagan kingdoms, to be in the king's presence not looking happy because the king could just say, off with your head. And so the king asked him, well, what is it? What is your concern? Now, mind you, Nehemiah had been praying all along. He was praying for God's direction, praying for God's guidance on what he should say, what he should do. And so ultimately he told the king his concern about Jerusalem. And then when the king asked him, well, what do you want to do? He requested a leave of absence to go back and to help rebuild the wall and to take care of matters back in Jerusalem. And as a result of all of this, he ended up getting uh, letters that he needed to be able to present to the local governors because the local governors in the region, they were going to be against this move. And he had to make it clear that he had the king's blessing for the mission that he was on. He also had to get permission to use wood out of the king's forest. So he had papers for that because it was dangerous traveling at that time the king sent him with the military guard a detachment of soldiers to protect him and going back to jerusalem and when he went back there and i mentioned he's a government official he's a government leader he worked though with the prophets of the time and the priest so he worked with ezra and he worked with others in the region to make sure that all that needed to be done for the wall in Jerusalem, that those things actually happened. Now, he had a lot of skill. He knew how to organize people. He knew how to put things together in a way such that the work got done. And he divided the work amongst the people after he had surveyed the situation, decided the best way to proceed and how to operate. So what I'm saying is that God has gifted you with the abilities that you have to work in the secular workplace. And on top of those government leader type skills that you might have, he's also given you through prayer, divine guidance and divine wisdom so that when you mix the two of them together, you become of great benefit. And although it's beyond what we're gonna to cover today, if you were to read the record, Nehemiah did get the wall built against tremendous opposition because the local people around did not want the wall of Jerusalem built. They wanted Jerusalem to still remain vulnerable to their attacks. They wanted to be able to pop over in there anytime they felt like it and do whatever they wanted to do 
However, Nehemiah made sure that that wall was put up and that the, the gates were, were repaired and all the things like that that needed to happen. So when you're thinking about your workplace, I want you to, to ask yourself, what are the circumstances that you see around you in your workplace? And how have you prayed about those circumstances and about those needs and about what's going on in the workplace? Because it's in that place of prayer that the divine wisdom comes to us. And then thirdly, just thinking about yourself, what are those leadership skills that you have for the task that's being done at your workplace? Because you were there, that business is blessed. Because you are there, that business has an opportunity to be even more profitable because of your presence. So what wisdom is God showing you for your workplace? And I want you to understand that the wisdom of God is not the same as the wisdom of men. Men have one kind of wisdom, God has another kind of wisdom. And if we really are to be most effective as ambassadors here on this earth representing the kingdom of God, we must have the wisdom of God. So before I end today, I want to remind you again that I am still conducting those interviews with those of you who are Christian leaders in mid to large size corporations in a secular marketplace. So if you're working in the secular marketplace and you already know that defined guidance, for example, is important for you every day, and you're willing to share something about your leadership journey in an interview, and these interviews are not long, it'll take about 30 minutes, just a half an hour, please reach out to me at Dr. Karen, D-R period, K-A-R-E-N at transleadership.com. And if you're not an appropriate person for the interview, but you know someone else who is, please pass the word on to other people so that others can apply to have an interview. So I'd like to end today with a reading from 1 Corinthians. It's the second chapter, starting with verse 6, and it says, However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, and not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, but they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them 
because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So just remember, in your workplace, you are there with the mind of Christ. You have the mind of God and the wisdom of God. And through prayer to God, he gives you the divine guidance that you need to operate optimally in your workplace and to make the best decisions. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources. Thank you.